So this morning again I would like to offer some reflections and instructions with the meditation practice and I also want to respond just briefly to a couple of questions that came in after the after the time when we had some questions and um, <clears throat> there seemed to be useful questions so I wanted to just respond. Um, and someone asks, can you say more on what I mean about by an awakened heart? What does embodying an awakened heart look like and mean? Why is meditation important for heart awakening and embodiment of this? All great questions. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you the answer. <laughs> and it's interesting and, and natural that we have this. I want to know what that is. What does that mean? And hopefully some of the answer is in what's happening and things I've spoken about. If any of the question feels like not knowing that means I can't engage with what's suggested, that's maybe a different question, but I didn't hear that in this. It's more like that interest and curiosity, which is great. But from my sense of teaching and practice, please come in. My sense of it is that letting those questions sit within our hearts and our minds as we practice is going to be more useful than any, quote, answer I give you. Because I could give you an answer. And there's books full of answers to those sorts of questions. But they don't actually answer the question. Because it's actually our own beginning to sense, what is it that might be possible that we might call awakening? What is it? Does that mean like something might be asleep? Suggests it, doesn't it? Or not yet fully awake? Sort of stumbling around in the morning needing to wash its face? you know, sort of thing. What, what, what is it that we're talking about here? At a simple level, not that it's necessarily by being simple, straightforward or without its depth, at a simple level, awakening the heart and embodying that is to allow this human being as a its, its fundamental sort of element of the heart and mind to become fully available to its potential and to then live that in the world. So awakening is like oh, something that was asleep, becomes available. A potential becomes a, an actuality. And all spiritual teachings and traditions point to this and call for this in different ways. And then embodying it is, okay, how do I live that? And of course our body is a powerful vehicle for this so having said I wouldn't answer it I guess I did a little bit but it's not the answer is it but the, the interest in the question is important and someone else writing asking about the experience of wanting to stop thinking about something that's difficult from the past and knowing that one needs to stop doing that because it's not helpful but not being able to and my response to this is, because it's a very common human thing for us, many of us, is actually don't try and stop doing that. Because we can't. If you could do it, I'd say, sure, stop doing it. If it's not helpful, stop doing it. I'm, if I'm waving my arm around and it gets tired after a while, someone might say, why don't you stop doing that? Your arm's hurting. Oh, I can. Sure, so I will. But some things aren't like that. They're not volitional in a voluntary, intentional sense. It's not that they're completely involuntary, but what it is that makes it or moves it isn't available to us to change. 
So in that situation, my instruction or suggestion would be notice the wish or the urge to try and stop it happening. And see if you can just allow that to soften. So that notice when it's happening, and without judging it, or feeling like I've got to stop this, or why is it happening again, just, oh, it's happening. Bring your attention back to your body. Bring your attention back to your breath. You might have to do this a hundred times, a thousand times in one sitting. That's going to be good practice. Don't be disheartened if it seems to continue to demand your attention. What that usually means is there's something at an emotional level, some charge connected with the memory, the event, the situation, the perceptions, the whole sense of who I am in relationship to that or who I would be if it hadn't happened or it happened differently. All of that is a a major complex construction of experience. And you don't need to figure it all out or unpack it to somehow handle the situation. What can be useful is when there is strong charge with a, a thought process, there's emotion involved, bring your attention to your body, notice where in your body you feel it. And if it's not overwhelmingly intense, let yourself just take a few breaths, feeling, oh, wow, I'm thinking about this, and my belly's churning, or my heart is pumping, or my throat is tight, or my shoulders are really tensed up. Or I feel weak in my buttocks. Because it can be anywhere we feel something strange. Connected with what's happening. And give that a little attention. And then put it down. Come back to the sense of your body sitting and breathing. It's not that turning to where we feel it in the body is to somehow fix it. At this point in the retreat, at least my suggestion is just to let yourself feel what's there. And then... Continue on with your practice, of which all of that is part. I hope that's useful. And so, as we continue in our practice today, there's an opportunity, there's an invitation to, to deepen in the steadying in the connecting, in the gathering of our attention into our experience, into this moment, into this body, sitting or standing, breathing. Using this process of coming back into contact with, feeling, being sensitive to, being open to, allowing ourselves to be touched by the experience, whatever it may be, whether comfortable, easeful, accessible, whether difficult, uncomfortable, complicated or not very accessible to us. Whatever it might be, this will be the raw material of our journey. But in the initial period and for the context of this retreat, talking about really yesterday and today, the emphasis is on just simplifying and connecting not needing to work out or resolve or find the solutions to the various things that may appear in your, from your life or in your meditation. Just let them be and come back. And start to notice and see how it may be possible to be a little more carefully or closely attentive to the particulars of the experience. So when we're sitting, we might notice, oh yeah, there's that sort of sense of underneath my bottom 
I could feel it yesterday, it was just sort of firm or warm or hard or something. But now I might notice, oh, okay, there's a bit more detail available as our heart and mind become a bit more clarified. Or it maybe isn't. Maybe it even feels less. That's fine. But just notice what's possible. As we bring the attention to the body, we might sense, oh, yeah, there's that sort of field of body sitting upright, but we might start to notice, oh, actually, I can feel places in my body more clearly. Or maybe not. Parts of my body might stand out. Or maybe not. But just noticing. And likewise with the breathing that's taking place in the body. Just start. Maybe this generalized flow and ebb of sensations through the breathing channels or in the sense of the whole body. And just being a little more particular with that. Ah, okay. So this is what happens when the out-breath goes out. And just wait a moment and see what happens next. We don't have to rush to the next in-breath. It's like, oh, maybe there's a pause. Maybe there isn't. But notice it. And likewise, through the day, just that gentle but intentional steadying and stabilizing of the attention with the particular of the experience. And this is a, this is a training and a development for our heart and mind to be able to do that as a matter of choice. Like we can fix on and stay on a topic when it's charged up for us, if it's something I'm distressed about or something I'm excited about, we have no trouble paying attention to it for extended periods. Although the way we pay attention to it isn't always helpful. So it's not that we don't have the capacity to pay attention in sustained ways. We have that. But to learn to bring it to the places that are less charged or have been given less significance... And I say that intentionally. Significance is something we give to experience. And we're being asked to give significance to things that are kind of ordinary and simple. And we might think are not so important or in need of that intention and that significance. But here we use them because they're more simple, because it's less complex. This body this breathing, this simple immediate experience offers us a ground for training, development and discovery of more possibilities. And so learning the art of what it means to put things down without pushing them away To not pick them up without judging or rejecting them. And we might notice we're engaged in some thinking process. Just, we can pause. Okay, that's what's happening. Come back to the body, to the breathing. As I said in the response to the question, if something's very emotionally charged, sometimes useful, just take a moment to feel in the body where the body is resonating with that emotional process or aspect of the experience. Sometimes that's useful to go close to it, sometimes more just by, in the whole frame of the body, recognising, oh, it's kind of in my belly. 
in my chest or it's sort of in my legs. Wherever it is. And if it's intense or strong, sometimes just being near the edges, not in the midst of it. Just for a little while. Not to fix it, but just to include it. To include this experience for a few moments, a few breaths, and then bringing the attention again to the sense of the body breathing. And in this way we begin to establish a basis of deepening calm, steadiness, stability, a gatheredness and a collectedness. Without expecting that that should look or feel any particular way, or that there's somehow some place or state to attain or to arrive at. It's more, this is a directionality than a goal. So, okay, we're seeing what's possible in this direction of travel. And however far or not so far we might imagine we have travelled is not important. But the direction, that sense of this, okay, I'll cultivate this, that is important. And that is the invitation of this instruction as a framework for today. And in that, within our bodies, we may notice moments, times, experiences where it's uncomfortable or we feel not at ease and just to take a moment to pause with those places to breathe with them sometimes if there's tightening or discomfort just consciously breathing out as if we were breathing out into that location if it's an aching knee or a sore shoulder or a, a tense belly or whatever you might experience a, a painful sensation in the back or the neck just take a moment to breathe as if we were breathing out into that place, letting the breath wash through that area. The whole body is part of the breathing. All the cells, all the tissues participate in that rhythm. And the out-breath has a releasing, softening quality to it. It's a letting go. Out-breath isn't something we do. We just stop doing the in-breath and out-breath happens. So too, in this regard, it's not like one is trying to do something with those experiences, but just breathing out with them supports them to do whatever they may need to do. And so that might give a little room where we just don't need to react straight away. And some things, of course, we do need to respond to. Response is different than reaction. Reaction comes out of, it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel good, I don't like it, I've got to make it go away. Understandable, but not necessarily helpful. The response is, oh, here's a signal telling me to pay attention, actually. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Is this something potentially problematic or harmful? 
hmm, if I think it might be, then probably I should do something. Maybe I should change my posture here. If my nose is itching, it might be really, really uncomfortable, but it's absolutely, completely unthreatening. I mean, maybe you need to check and see if there's some creature that's landed on your nose, but even that's probably not likely to be that serious an issue. And yet sometimes a tickly, itchy nose is the hardest thing not to scratch. But it's a great training just to not have to do that. And if you do it, well, it's not the end of the world. Of course, we might scratch our itchy nose. But then maybe do it consciously. And in a moment where we don't, where we choose to not adjust because I'm just feeling a little uncomfortable, because I don't really need to, but it just might give some relief, we start to develop the capacity to be steady with things. So much of our experience is this jumping from one thing to the next, looking for something we can stay with, where we can rest, where we can be at peace. But the very urgent habit to keep jumping for, to something else or looking for something else is actually what makes it so hard to be at peace and to land with anything at all. So there's a cultivating this, this quiet but powerful capacity to just abide. We talk about abiding in meditation, to be at home in our experience even if it isn't always what we would have wished to be experiencing. And there's a quality of dignity that comes with this. To be able to sit with what is here. And to choose those times we may need to adjust or respond when that's required, out of compassion for our well-being, out of wisdom for what is useful here. And at other times choose to say, I'll stay with this a little longer and see if it's okay. And the quality of nobility also with that dignity of, of what it is to honour our human capacity to hold and to handle more than we may have imagined we were able to before. And as we develop that capacity to hold and handle more of our experience, we become open to and available to receive more of our experience. And we start to see more and more clearly that the quality of our life is not determined by the experiences we are having whether we like them or we don't like them. It's much more influenced by how we receive them, how present we can be for them, and how we respond to them. The qualitative dimension of life which we are interested in arises through this capacity which we are cultivating and developing here moment by moment, breath by breath.
And so again, settling in to this period of meditation. Taking a few moments, if you haven't already, to just sense your body sitting on the earth, standing, resting upon the firmness beneath your bottom, your feet, your knees. Establishing a quality of uprightness, supporting your own body to be upright. Rising up from the ground into the space around you and above you. Sitting with dignity, nobility beneath the sky. And with the clear intention to be wakeful, to be sensitive, to be receptive so far as we are able. Also allowing the experiences to be as they are. The urge to control, manipulate, resist or hold on to experience tends to generate tension because it's mostly unsuccessful. And so as we become aware of the tensions we hold, we can begin to soften and release or invite them to soften and release, knowing that we're already here, knowing that what's needed is already happening. This body breathing in and out is nourishing and sustaining our existence moment by moment. And expressing our connection to each other and all living things who share this element of breath. The molecules of oxygen and carbon dioxide that travel through our cells and our organs. To and from the cells and the organs of other creatures, of plants, of our ecology. We don't need to think too much about this, but just being aware that breathing is not happening in isolation. Our lives are not happening in isolation. And yet we are simply attending to and caring for this experience here. coming back again to and reconnecting with what's happening right now, whenever we find we've lost that thread. Without judgment, without self-criticism or blaming others or conditions. Not our present conditions, not our history. Just seeing what's possible here. And allowing this breath to be just as it is. It may be long or short, deep or shallow, rough or smooth. Just 
simply experiencing each breath in this body, simply experiencing this body as it sits, as it breathes. Rather than asking something from it or of it, much more seeing if we can offer something to it, our attention, our care. And the thoughts, the images, the emotions, the sounds, the different experiences that do arise. Not somehow needing to keep them at bay, but also being clear that for now our intention is to be with the body, sitting, the body breathing, in and out. So not treating anything as an obstacle or a problem, but nonetheless being clear where our practice is calling us. Being wakeful and conscious of each moment so far as you're able.
continuing our practice today, <clears throat> through the day, to really carry this intention to connect, to come back through the formal meditation and really through the, all the activities of the day. It's always going to be helpful to just stop and pause if you feel disconnected or if you're carried away by the momentum of doing something or the inner momentum of thinking about something, to just stop and pause. And in the walking meditation, sometimes it can be really helpful just to pause a little while. Maybe at the end or the beginning of the length of the path, maybe in the middle. Sometimes you might find that you pause for a while and feels useful, so you just stand for a bit and then continue walking. And in the walking also bring, bringing a, <clears throat> a degree of, of interest if you're able and certainly an intention to be a bit more particular and precise with the attention. So that just really noticing what's it like to place the foot and maybe noticing the first touch of oh, as the heel goes down, what that's like. What it's like is that as the arch of the foot is stretched as the foot rolls up and lifts off, or or what it's like is that as the muscles in the in the in the thigh engage to lift the leg or the buttock, or whatever you might notice. You might notice also the breeze on your face if you're outside, or possibly a little moisture as there's some sort of light rain, and we can just know. Oh, Rather than, oh, rain. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's this cool, moist sensation. A little bit of it's not much of a problem. Lots of it requires a raincoat or an umbrella. Sure, we can get one of those. And uh, you'll perhaps spot that I'm suggesting and encouraging that you maybe go outside, even if it is a little damp out there. Um, I hope that you are planning on a retreat in England and therefore are not surprised by the arrival of rain. Um, and some from different countries may not have known that was a likelihood but uh, I imagine most of us will have um, and if you haven't got such things with you and you'd like to be outside I'm not saying you have to be outside but if you'd like to be there are umbrellas and some spare coats down at the far end of the hallway past reception towards the uh, hermitage wing And wellies as well, I believe. And you can equally be walking inside in the corridors, um, even you know, in the dining room. Not the corridors, as I said, the busy ones, but the dining room when the meals aren't being put out, the walking room, the lounge. And this, this process of walking and really paying attention... It might be that you feel moved to slow down a little more today because there isn't anywhere to go and because slowing down allows a degree of precision and particularity with the attention. And it might be that you're feeling a little drowsy or you're feeling a bit sort of flat and actually what you need to do is walk quite briskly and that's fine too. You know, mark out 25 metres and walk quite briskly, one way, stop. Turn around, walk back, do it five times or ten, and then see, oh, is that useful? Shall I continue? Shall I 
walk at a different pace. So again, we're continuing to explore what's useful. And sometimes in the walk, you might feel the whole body moving. So not just focusing on the feet. We might sometimes just see the particularities of each step. Other times, maybe the sense of the whole body moving in the environment around us. And just exploring again what allows you to connect and sustain the connection with your immediate experience. That's what we're learning to cultivate, to develop. And so a few other practical things I want to mention. Um, there will be small group meetings today for some of you, those in Group B at uh, 11.45 and Group C at 4.45 and Group D. I'm guessing you've seen the notice. We'll meet tomorrow morning. Um, and then we'll cycle through again. And uh, so do please come along to those meetings. It's important and uh, helpful to have contact and to talk about and to hear from others also about what's happening. And uh, it's important for me to be able to be in touch with you and know what's going on for you. So do request that you come along, as you have done. And also put up a couple of notes, and if, if you've written me notes, or if um, yeah, you've asked me something, it's likely that I'll put up a note in response. So just check the notice board um, afterwards. I can't say exactly when I will respond, but I will endeavour to. There'll be a guided meditation today after lunch at 2.45. So, um, again, to be there on time for that is helpful. I may have given a mixed message with the closing of the door when I suggested um, it's good to have it closed. It's not necessary to close it when you come in. I'll generally do that when I come in. It's fine if you do, but uh, it's, I think, easier if it's left open until pretty much everyone's here, which is usually when I arrive. If you should arrive and notice that I'm here and the door is open, which would be unusual, but it means I've forgotten, you're very welcome to close it. But other than that, whoever goes out, you can just open it. And what that means is that everybody doesn't have to open the door, but it's closed once we begin the sitting. That's the intended outcome. It may not happen that way. It really doesn't matter, but there we are. Um, excuse me if my messages aren't always clear about what I'm requesting or inviting. And there's another request I have on a similar level, which is that sometimes, and you might have noticed this, when we leave the hall, if you turn around and look back, it might be suspected by someone who hadn't been here that there was a slumber party going on. And what I mean by that is blankets and cushions everywhere. And it's okay, this isn't a Zen Sashin. If you were in a Zen Sashin, every cushion, every mat, every blanket would be lined up with precision. And you would know that you folded your blanket left and then right and not the other way. And this is, I'm not being, I mean, there's some real value in these kinds of practices. I'm, I'm not saying this in a sort of joking about it way. It, it's because, oh, that's something that's of value. Now, that's not something we give primacy to as a form here. But I think there is something useful in taking care of your space. Both because it means the space is available for other people to move through and one doesn't have to navigate and negotiate other people's cushions and benches. And 
So mostly what I'd like to invite is that you gather your things into the space of your mat at the end. And if you'd like to fold them or organize them a little, that's up to you. I find it a nice practice. It's more convenient to leave it just as I want it and just put it around me when I sit down. But I make it a practice. And I'm not saying you need to, but just letting you know it's an option. And the other thing I'd like to request, and this has actually come from the coordinators, because we're still in a situation where there's a distancing and a, 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 a semi-formal attempt to keep us physically separate in certain degrees, to not move your um, mats, particularly not forward and back, because then you end up later. And, and likewise, not sideways. See, someone at the back has done so, possibly so they can see to the front. And that's, if you've not ended up closer to anybody else as a result, that's okay. I just want to say that. I actually quite like being able to see everyone's faces, and uh, that's all right. But So with that, I hope that makes sense. Is it, is it clear enough what I'm suggesting? Um, there's one other thing I'm going to say, and this is for you to also just see what you need. I notice there are more and more water bottles in here, and it's okay if you need a water bottle because you have a cough or some condition you need to take care of. But sometimes we're used to just sort of bringing the things with us that we might need, but we don't really need them. And so the general invitation, and I have water, so, you know, and it's partly because I have a cough, but it's more because I have to talk quite a bit. I'll try and talk less, but it doesn't always work. Um, and therefore I need to keep lubricating my throat. But if you don't need to have a water bottle in here, then it's an invitation to just, you know, I keep the space more simple, have the water bottle with your shoes, and then it's there as soon as the sitting has ended for you, if you wish. And it's a bit of a, bit of a shock at the laundry list or something, isn't it? All the little signs. If you'd like to just slip them under... I mean, we know what they say now and what they do, I think. If you want to just put them under your mat... Um, you can. You don't have to, but there's just uh, any number of things around. And there's, there's something about, again, what is it to take care of the space? And you might have a different sense of what that would look like than I do, so I'm not trying to say my idea of it is how it should be, but more like, what is it if we have that attitude? If we're taking care of the space of this body, heart and mind, but also the space around us. And you see a lot of care goes into looking after the space at Guy House with the plants and the, the, the simple sort of offering of um, the facility and the way it is. And I find something really touching about that, which we actually is part of how we all support each other. So uh, thank you for your attending to those uh, reflections and suggestions or invitations.